Dean Goldfine has been very kind enough to join us on ATP Tennis Radio and he is part of Sebastian Corder's coaching team. Welcome along, Dean. How are you going? I'm doing great, Anne-Marie. Excellent stuff. I'm absolutely in awe of Sebastian Corder because he's progressed so much since winning the 2018 Australian Open boys title to the professional level. How do you assess that period? Well, I mean, it was it was a little rocky at the beginning. I think, um, you know, him winning the Australian Open junior title was was a little bit of uh, the the stars and planets aligning. Um, I don't I don't know if he was really that good at that point consistently, you know, to win that tournament. But, you know, the conditions kind of, you know, were, were great for him there. It was pretty quick that year. Um you know, and, and uh, things just kind of came together and he was able to win it. But, um, you know, he wasn't able to really produce that level of tennis on a consistent basis at that point. So, um, you know, I think that but obviously by him winning, the, the expectations were raised, the bar was raised. And, um, you know, and I and after that, uh, you know, he, he started getting more and more wild cards, you know, got got a wild card into uh, the ATP 250 in New York, and then, you know, some more wild cards and challengers followed and, and, um, you know, didn't, didn't win any matches. And, uh, you know, so he, he really wasn't ready for that level yet. You know, he, he really, his game was at a place where he, he should have been playing. It was good to play one or two of those to kind of get the experience and see what it was all about, but his game was really still only ready for the future level. You know, so his confidence took a hit, took a big hit. And, um, you know, and, and then when he did go down to the future level, he, he just wasn't very confident and started losing there. And, um, you know, and so it, it just it took a while for him to, to gain that confidence back and start making that that pro- progress back up, you know, up the chain. You know, and then when the break happened during the pandemic, um, you know, he worked super hard. His father, um, you know, Peter put together um, some money tournaments in Bradenton. They called it the Battle of Bradenton and, um, you know, would get eight guys, eight guys each weekend. They'd play, uh, I think it was maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you were guaranteed three matches. And there were some good other good players there. There was Paolo Lorenzi. There was Michael Moe. Um, you know, there was, uh, Nicholas Mejia, you know, brought in a couple other guys and, and, uh, you know, and that helped them a lot as well, you know? So when the restart happened, um, he was pretty match savvy, you know, and, and, uh, and obviously to all his hard work, you know, had paid off. He worked very hard on his fitness, very hard on his, on his game. And, um, you know, and, and so he came out and did well in Cincinnati qualified there, um, you know, and, and, you know, and kind of went on from there, but it just shows you, you know, how much confidence, you know, has to do. I mean, obviously the game has to be there to be confident, but, you know, if you're playing at the wrong level and your game's not ready for a certain level and, and you're losing a lot, it's pretty tough. It, it really can hurt you. And, you know, and I think that's what happened to him at first. How much was that a lesson for him about going up a level, but then coming back down, but also within the coaching team as well? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a, you know, huge lesson learned, um, you know, for for all of us. And um, because, again, you know, and listen, that happens, obviously, when you win a, a tournament like the Australian Open Juniors, you know, a grand a junior grand slam, 
obviously everybody gets all excited and, and, um, you know, and, and you're like, okay, you're, you know, you're here and, and this is the time and, and, um, you know, but you, you have to be able to look through that and, and really be able to assess the person's game, you know, and, and, um, and where their game is at and if it's really ready for for you know the the upper echelons of the of the tour and and uh you know the thing about him too is is at that point um Sebi was growing and um you know he he grew a fair amount and 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 that's a tough thing too for for someone you know because obviously your you know your body is uh you know, uh, you know, you feel you have a certain distance to the ball, certain things, and then all of a sudden it's changing and it changed a fair amount, you know, and that's tough also, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, we, you know, it definitely, and, and listen, you know, Peter and Sebi have, have done an unbelievable job. I mean, Peter did a great job, you know, with Sebi uh, really um, when he was younger, not skipping levels, you know, uh, getting Sebi to, to understand about process, you know, and how important that is. And, and just, I think when, again, when he won that Australian juniors, you know, we all, I mean, myself included, you know, maybe got a little, little too anxious and a little overexcited and, and maybe tried to rush things a little bit there instead of, you know, continuing to take, take our time and, you know, and, and respect the process and go through it the right way. Speaking of Sebi growing, how challenging is it to coach someone who's six foot five, Dean? Oh, it's not challenging at all. <laughs> it's I'm, only actually... five, I'm only five foot six, right? So I can well, I'm not very me. tall either. I'm, 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 I'm pushing 5'11", so, so I'm not tall at all. But, you know, especially someone that tall that moves that well. And that's the key, you know, and that's what you're seeing more and more of now is, is guys like Sebi, guys like, um, you know, Sasha, guys like Danielle, you know, that, that are big guys but that move, uh, you know, obviously Tsitsipas, you know, is another one that are that big, that move that well. And, and, and you know, you see that just happening now in, in tennis and, and really all athletics, you know, it's bigger, stronger, faster. And, um, you know, back years ago when, when, you know, I coached Todd Martin. So that was another big guy. And, um, you know, I worked with Todd for seven years, but Todd wasn't a great mover. He was a very efficient mover, but, but, you know, he would never be categorized as, as fast, you know, the guy back then that, that maybe was more like that was say a gore, like a guy like Goran Ivanisevic, um, you know, that, that was a big guy, but moved very, very well. And, um, you know, so, so, you know, that's becoming more and more prevalent out there and, and listen, it's, 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 you know, for me, it's, it's great, you know, to have someone that, that has the firepower, um, you know, obviously, a, you know, good serve. I mean, Sebi doesn't have a huge serve, but he's able to place it pretty well, um, you know, and then move like he does. And then also to coming to the net, you know, pretty good wingspan. So able, able to cover a fair amount and, um, you know, and then also to just the leverage that he gets on his, on his shots, you know, and that's the thing you see, I mean, it's, you know, it's been said of him, you know, he has, he has easy power and he really does. And, and obviously, uh, part of that is the te his technique is very, very good, very efficient, but also, you know, a big part of that too is, is um, you know, the leverage that he gets into each shot because of his, his height. Why is it so good for you as a coach to work with someone who has got such good leverage, but also moves so gracefully around the court? Well, because listen, that's, it's the whole package. It's the total, total package, right? Where, where, you know, again, um, you know, not only can he play offense, 
right? But but he moves so well, he plays really good defense too. And that's that's the thing, you know, we were actually talking about this morning, you know, is, is there's a, a cliche, you know, in American football, and it's not just American football. I think it's really in all sports that defense wins championships. And, um, you know, and, and that's the thing. I don't care how good you are, you know, offensively, you have to be able to play defense at some point, right? Because you're not always going to be able to be on offense, especially, you know, in, in tennis where obviously guys have big serves. And so, you know, you look at, you know, a lot of it, you know, is, is, you know, serve plus one, obviously you hit a good serve, you get a ball somewhere in the middle of the court, guys are going to do something with it. So you have to be able to play defense. And, and obviously that's, you know, the great players, that's, that's what they do. I mean, you look at Rafa, you look at Roger, you know, you look at Novak, I mean, these guys obviously are amazing offensive players, but, you know, what doesn't get talked about a lot is how good they are defensively, you know, and being able to go from defense to offense when you've been able to neutralize your opponent's good shots. And, and that's, you know, part of the process of learning too. You mentioned there Roger, Rafa, and of course Novak as well. What are the two or three things that a player needs to get into the top 10 of the ATP tour? Well, you, you need weapons, right? You, you have to have, you know, at least two weapons. Um, you have to be able to move well. Um, you know, that's two. And, and uh, you know, you have, to, you have to be able to serve reasonably well. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be huge, right? But that means you have to be able to move it around. You have to be able to mix it up. You have to be smart about how you use your serve. Um, you know, that's a, that's a big thing as well. And then, you know, a big thing that, that, you know, is you have to, you have to be a good competitor. You have, you have to, you know, you have to be able to, when things are tough, you have to be able to go into lockdown mode and, and just compete your butt off and, and, you know, and find a way, you know, to get through a match, maybe on not your best day, you know, when you're not feeling great, you know, when you're not playing great and um, because that's not going to happen every day, you know? So th those are a couple of things that just, you know, come to the you know top of my mind, you know, to, to make it into the top 10. And you've worked with some fantastic competitors like Andy Roddick, for example. You talked about Todd Martin earlier. What lessons have you learned about yourself, Dean, as a coach over the years? And, and what have you taken from those lessons into your work with Sebi? Um, well, the big thing is, is just that I, I, you know, myself as a coach, I have to, you know, adjust my coaching style. You know, I, I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, there's not just one mold and, and obviously, yes, I have my, my certain, uh, you know, things that I, I think are important. Um, my certain, I have, I have my coaching philosophy, but, you know, I have to be able to adjust depending on, on the person's game, their strengths, their weaknesses, and also the person's personality. Um, you know, it's a lot different now, you know, with, with a lot of these younger, you know, kids and, and, uh, you know, and social media and the phones and, and this and that. So, yeah, you know, that's, that, that's, I think the thing mostly that I've, that I've learned the biggest lesson is, is just that I have to be willing, you know, it's, it's, there's not just that, that line that I'm going to draw in the sand, you know, and, it, and, and I've always been like this, that, that I've, I've, you know, been a give and take, you know, okay, you know, if you feel strongly about something, let's, let's see, you know, I think that's, that's probably the most important thing, you know, in a coaching coach player relationship, just like any relationship is, is communication, and being able to give and take, you know, and, 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 you know, I, again, that's, that's just huge. And, and, uh, you know, the fortunate thing is, is Sebi's a smart kid. 
and he's a very um, respectful kid and uh, you know, and, and he's willing to talk about things and um, you know, and, and again, I mean, that's, that's essential in, 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 you know, in any relationship. Thanks Dean. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on ATP tennis radio. Thank you, Amory. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me.